York and Chapel presents Brands That Matter, the weekly podcast that explores companies whose products, policies, or practices make the world a better place. Now here's your host, John Rarick. All right, joining us this week on Brands That Matter is president of The Giving Keys, Britt Gilmore. The Giving Keys is a company that works to repurpose old and new keys into modern jewelry and accessories. They've got a great story. We're very excited to have you here, Britt. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to talk with you. So, Britt, tell us how this company got started. I mean, we know that you weren't there in the beginning, but that you've come on and played a vital role since then. But give us a little bit of the history of the Giving Keys. Um, what was the initiative that got the ball rolling and, and sort of t- walk us through the journey of where we are today? Sure. Um, so our founder is a woman named Caitlin Crosby, and she grew up in Los Angeles and saw homelessness and what was going on in the community around that issue from from the beginning of her life, really. And uh, her dad was a talent manager, is a talent manager, and she grew up in that sort of Hollywood culture. Um, one of the things that she started kind of as a result of growing up in that Hollywood culture was a, an organization called Love Your Flaws with the actress Brie Larson. Um, and Love Your Flaws, the whole intention of that was to help promote a culture of positive body image. And Caitlin and Brie collected signs of people um, talking about things like the stretch marks are a mark of a woman or my chemo fried hair is a sign of my strength and these really like affirming body positive messages. Um, so Caitlin actually ended up writing a, uh, an album in the theme of love your flaws that was called flaws. And Caitlin's early career was as an actress and a, and a musician. Um, so as she was touring that record flaws, she stayed at a hotel in New York while she was um, touring and the key to her room was an actual key and she put it on the chain so she didn't lose it and then ended up falling in love with the way that it looked. Um, and then fast forward, she was at a locksmith and saw them getting numbers stamped into their key and she asked locksmith if he could stamp words into, into her key. She wanted to get a key that said love your flaws and then ended up seeing a bunch of vintage keys behind him that she bought and put a, a, other inspirational words on to sell at her merch table. And then little by little, uh, the keys started selling out more than her records. So she she knew that there was a lot of meaning and value in these keys to the people that were coming to her shows. Um, she started encouraging people to pick a word that they needed and to wear it and embrace its message for themselves until they met somebody else that needed it more than them. And at that point, they would give it away or pass it on. And that's really why it's called the giving keys is because you're supposed to have it for a little while and embrace the message for yourself. But then when you meet somebody else that needs it more, you're supposed to give it away. That's amazing. So, so let's talk a little bit. That's how the product came together. Yeah. yeah. I, and I want to hear about, about well, we've got plenty to talk about in regards to the, the giving back to the world part, which is really what we focus heavily on on this show. But I'm fascinated by the go-to-market strategy with the keys themselves. Like, what was the process of getting these into retail? Because you're in, you're in a lot of retailers right now. Yeah. Um, so Caitlin, when she was in high school, was actually the barista at uh, Fred Siegel, which is uh, a retailer here in L.A. that <clears throat> kind of 
they really help launch brands and uh, a lot of other retailers look to them to see kind of where where the new cool products are, are coming from and new brands are coming from. So they, uh, Caitlin, when she started making the keys, went in to see the buyer and the buyer fell in love with them and was like, we want to support you and support this homeless couple that you're employing and let's bring the keys here. And so they were really one of the first retailers. 901 Salon was another early supporter. Um, and then Caitlin ended up meeting a really amazing uh, showroom pretty early on that helped get it, get us into some other accounts. So that was really the beginning. It started as, as on Caitlin's merch table primarily. And then with these few really incredible wholesale partners on the, on the front end. And then, um, Caitlin also built out a website and that was a really big part of the distribution strategy as well. And that now the website now accounts for about 70% of our total revenue. Well, Brett, you came on in 2012. Was it as president or did you come on in some other capacity? I came on as a production manager. And then a month later, I became the web manager because we really needed to update the site experience. Um, I knew there was a lot of opportunity there to capture more sales if we could just make the user experience a little bit easier. And I had worked previously on Shopify for another brand, um, called SkinGraph. So I, I got us over onto Shopify and, and that really helped. We actually doubled our daily transactions the, the, starting the day that we launched a new website. Um, so yeah, it, that was, that was kind of like the first big project that I took on. Um, and then four months after that, I became the managing director and was really overseeing operationally what was happening with the company across the board and supporting Caitlin as she was really driving the business and getting out there being the, the sales engine and um, the face of the company and, and showing up at events and hustling really hard to, to get us into new stores and to capture some really great PR moments for us and just get the word out about what the Giving Keys was. Tell us about your staff, because that, that is an amazing story and one that I think could be a model for so many other businesses. Yes, this is like the, the part that I'm the most passionate about, I feel like. So we employ people that are transitioning out of homelessness, and that's really been baked in from almost the beginning. Caitlin, um, as she was making the products and selling them on tour and, and selling them online, she met a couple named Rob and Sarah that were um, experiencing homelessness in L.A., and they were living in a dumpster at the time that, that um, they met Caitlin. Caitlin took them to dinner, and over the course of the dinner, Caitlin complimented Sarah's necklace, and Sarah's response was, I made this. I actually make jewelry. It's one of my hobbies. And it was just this aha moment for Caitlin where she realized, oh, my gosh, you've, you guys are the missing ones to the giving keys. I wanted this to give back somehow this could be a job for you. Would you be interested in coming on board and helping make these keys? So production transitioned from a locksmith that was engraving the keys um, and Caitlin assembling them to then Rob and Sarah doing that. And little by little, they saved enough money to move into an apartment or into a hotel and then into an apartment. And they effectively became like the first graduates of what would become the Giving Keys Employment Program. So now, 10 years later, we've provided over 120 jobs to people transitioning out of homelessness and it built built some really 
uh, valuable partnerships with nonprofits that are based here in LA that are providing the housing services, the case management services, so that we can focus on the being the job provider and creating a supportive environment for folks as they get into housing. So we do some unique things like we don't um, require people to take paid time off to go meet with housing coordinators or case managers. We pay our team for that time because our goal ultimately is to get them housed and to get them moved on into the careers of their dreams or the careers that are going to make them the most possible money. And if we're, if we, if the business is becoming a hindrance to them doing that, we're not, we're not executing on our mission. So we, we provide paid time to people to go take care of their housing situations. So there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of things that we do internally to support our staff, but our goal in a broader sense is to inspire other businesses to, to do what we do with our employment program and to consider hiring people um, that are experiencing homelessness because we really believe that employment is a solution. So it sounds like a good deal of these folks, you, you catch them in transition and then you assist them to getting to a place where they're, they're safely housed. Do you have some of these, some of the folks that you've helped transition from homeless to, to uh, sufficiently home, but are still with you? Yeah, we do. Um, some folks are ready to move on to the next thing or they've got a clear sense of what career steps they want to take. And so we, we support them in that process and, and connect them to people that we know that can help get them there. But some of our folks um, really love being here and have taken on leadership positions within the organization. So our goal isn't necessarily that we move everybody on um, because we love having people with lived experience be in leadership roles to support and help mentor the folks, the new folks that come in onto our team. But we, um, we, we really do want the majority of our team to be moving on to the next thing. And we've got some really great stories um, of transformation. One of our women had lost custody of her children. She had done some time in prison. When she got out, she didn't have anywhere to go. Um, When she connected with us, she was, living in a in a park sleeping outside and and paying rent for her kids to stay with other people and little by little as she got stable and got into housing she also went into the Pepperdine Microenterprise program which is a partner program that we have sent some of our team to so five of our production associates have graduated from that program two of them have gotten their businesses funded and one of them is actually living off of the money she makes from her commercial cleaning company. So that's like one of the 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 sort of like venture outcome is is one of the pathways that we want to get our folks on if they're interested in starting their own small business. And that's that's just something that we're really excited about and proud of that she's now just in the matter of two and a half years has gone from where she was to where she is. No, that's an amazing business. Amazing success yeah. story. You know, I'm, I'm curious, you, you've become, you know, a part of the solution, but, you know, being as immersed as you are in the, the homeless problem in L.A., you must have some pretty strong opinions on, on just things we can do to move forward to create more solutions yeah. for that problem. I'd be curious to hear what, what you think might, you know, 
obviously what you're doing is great, but what else can be done if it's either by the city of Los Angeles or, or, or even, you know, the nation at large just to help chisel away at some of this problem? Sure. I think one of the things that I would love to happen is for there to just be a greater awareness around the housing first approach, which there's been a lot of um, work done and also research done on the effectiveness of, of housing first, which is essentially it, it's a philosophy that we need to house people first before we require them to be sober, before we re- make all these requirements about what they need to do, because the housing one should be a human right, and it's also the the foundation for all the other transformations that they need to experience or want to experience to happen. Um, and then the the other like amazing thing about housing first is that it's actually from a financial and economic standpoint a better solution when you consider the drain on emergency services and the fire department and the police department for all the calls that they have to respond to for people that are living on the streets that need help. If we can get those folks housed, those instances significantly drop. And from a financial standpoint, we're actually spending less of the taxpayers' dollars um, in the end to, su- to support those individuals. So I think that's one thing that I would just love. I want to be a mouthpiece for that, and I want the company to be a mouthpiece for that philosophy. Um, there's a lot of work being done in L.A. specifically with the Measure H dollars. Um, the, uh, the voters passed a measure for a billion dollar fund that would be directed to, to construct 10,000 units of permanent supportive housing. The, it's amazing that we have the money to, to allocate it to do that, but what really has to happen is at the neighborhood level, folks have to say yes to those housing initiatives being in their neighborhood. There's this thing called NIMBYism, not in my backyard, that if you don't want those housing units and you're not showing your support, and that's happening in every neighborhood in the county, where are these these housing initiatives going to go? So really trusting that the organizations that have done the work, usually for decades of, of affordable housing or supportive housing, know how to manage those facilities in a way that integrates well into the neighborhood and doesn't disrupt the neighborhood Um, and and getting folks at the neighborhood level to to turn up to neighborhood council meetings and say, yes, we support these, these initiatives. These people are already here. They're already living in tents on the sidewalks. Let's get them sheltered. So I think that's really important. And then on the giving keys, like being a part of the giving keys, I've really understood the power of the job. And so as we address the affordable housing issue, which is, is, what I really think is the core problem, we also have to address the workforce development side of this and the employment side of this. Because once folks get into rapid rehousing or into affordable housing, there does need to be income for them to support themselves. So businesses need to be more felony friendly. They need to to understand that we're never going to solve the problem if we don't create opportunities for these populations to, to reintegrate into the workforce as well. That's right. And so much more could get done if the business community bound together into one entity yeah. to push this forward. I mean, there's there's only so much you can do, and it's and I think you're doing a great job to um, spread the word and get it out there and let people know that they can make a difference. Thank you. Britt, Thank what's you. on the roadmap for 2019 for the Giving Keys? We've got a really fun Pay It Forward campaign coming up in April. 
So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's something that we do every year leading up to International Pay It Forward Day, which is April 28th. And then um, we really want to start engaging in a deeper way with the county on workforce development initiatives. So we're participating in some fun conversations um, in that regard that I can't necessarily shed light on just yet, but we want to share some of our experiences and best practices with the, the greater business community to get some more jobs created for, for people um, that are experiencing homelessness here. And then if you go check out our Instagram or jump on our website, you'll see if you've, if you followed the brand for a bit, you'll see that we're coming out with a lot of new products and just creating some new expressions of giving cues that um, might speak to a different group of people, um, especially women that love to wear like delicate trend driven jewelry we're creating some really beautiful fun new pieces so that the product development side is 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 where we're testing a lot this year as well well we'll make sure we put links in our show notes to your social sites but can why don't you throw out the url for your website yeah thegivingkeys.com outstanding well, Britt, we want to thank you for joining us today. Britt Gilmore from The Giving Keys, another great example of a brand that's making the world a better place for all of us. Britt, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Join us next week for another episode of Brands That Matter. And please, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about York and Chapel, visit yorkandchapel.com. Wow.